right, folks, it is time for Straight Talk. It's our segment that we do every day from 9.30 to 10. I should say every Monday through Friday, 9.30 to 10, where we give you, the listeners, a chance to call in with questions that you might have on faith or current events. Our phone number is 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122. You can also submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. And we are thrilled, beyond thrilled, mm-hmm. to have Father Scott Trainer with us this morning. Good Absolutely. morning. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, Heather and Joe. Great to be with you. We're excited to have you. I'm, I think I might have pestered you a million times now because you're hot. He's... People want this man. Well, here's the thing: like when you end up when you end up in certain circles, and I, sometimes I even think like the challenge of it. Um, but when you end up in certain circles, and then you get a national kind of thing going, where you're kind of present to some things, you do get a lot of people probably asking, um, firing away at you. I always think a door knocking, like you must constantly have a uh, an email showing up from somebody for something. It's nice to be wanted, you know. <laughs> I'm a, you've heard of B-list celebrities, right. you know, like a like a D or no, D. no, Catholic not in the Catholic it's world. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, love it, love it, I love it. Well, for the listeners, Father, yeah. as we're waiting for calls for people to call in, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I was born at a very early age, and no, <laughs> I grew up in the Twin Cities uh, in Egan, which is a suburb okay. of St. Paul. I'm the third of three adopted children. So my mom and dad, John and Donna Trainer, had three adopted kids. My brother and sister were. Born in Chicago, we're not blood relatives to each other, but we're all raised from infancy in our family. And um, went to 12 years of Catholic school, St. Joe's in West St. Paul, Minnesota, and then St. Thomas Academy in the Twin Cities. Yeah. And, um, you know, my big plan for my life was I was going to grow up to be a Navy pilot. Oh, really? Yeah. From the time I think I was in junior high, because I think that's when Top Gun came out. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Did you see they're coming out with a new one? Uh, it just can't be more awful than the first one. <laughs> So, as a seventh grader, Top Gun is amazing. All the flying, right? I saw like, and like the music. Ten, ten years ago, I saw like ten minutes of that movie. I'm like, this is the worst movie. <laughs> that's I mean, just awesome. so cheesy, you right, know, like that. Right, right. Right. But the flying was really cool. Did Anyways. you have the same experience with Goonies? I uh, no. <laughs> you didn't want to be a pirate hunter. I don't know. <laughs> a treasure hunter. After my time. So, anyways, so I, I had it in my mind going through high school that I wanted to be a Navy pilot, and I ended up with a, a Navy scholarship, which I took mm. off to Iowa State. So they were paying my way through college, and that was all going great. And uh, in the middle of my college years, and I was quite indifferent in the practice of my faith, really, from the time I got my driver's license. But my sophomore year of college, uh, I started dating a, a very devout Catholic girl, and through her met a lot of very sincere Christians at Iowa wow. State. And a lot of them were like non-denominational evangelical types. Mm-hmm. And something that really stood out to them, about them to me, was their joy. Oh. And I wouldn't have been able to name it as a sophomore in college, but that's what it was. Right. They had real Christian joy. And they were like normal people with real lives. Like sometimes their life was going great. Sometimes their life was really going rough. But in good times and in bad, they had this abiding joy, <clears throat> which I first thought was a little weird. Like there's something weird about these people. <laughs> uh, but then very quickly became quite attractive. Hmm. And in my own way, I would take one or another of these friends aside and like, like, what's your deal? What is it <laughs> like about you? And uh, it, as if they all went to the same training camp or something, they would all ask me, well, Scott, do you know Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior? Yeah. And I'm like, 
do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I took a lot of religion classes growing up, and, <laughs> and I didn't really even understand what the, what the question meant. Right. Uh, but I'm so grateful to those friends and their witness and their encouragement to simply start taking time to pray and talk to God like you talk mm. to a trusted friend, take time for a steady diet of the Word of God and let the Word to go, go to work in you. And I started doing that a little bit here, a little bit there. And uh, God really started to work. So I uh, come to the end of my sophomore year, and I had uh, a month of training out with the Navy out in San Diego, and I had a, a month where I was supposed to be doing work with my fraternity, and I had a month with, uh, that was free. And I ended up volunteering at a Bible camp in Detroit Lakes, Minnesota, a place called Camp Castaway, run by Young Life. And that was a, a pivotal month in my life. Um, we had, as our little work group, uh, a, a Bible study where we were reading through Paul's letter to the Ephesians, and I just felt ridiculous because I'm, I'm reading this letter. I'm like, guys, guys, do, do you see what he says here? Do you see what he says? Like, just read the first chapter of the letter of the Ephesians. It's powerful. It's amazing. And there's just a grace in that moment where the word of God was coming alive for me hmm. and changing my life. And uh, so I'm there for four weeks. The staff volunteers for a month. And on Monday of the third week, I woke up and these were my waking thoughts. God has a plan for my life. Hmm. That's how I'm going to be most happy. And I've never asked God what that plan is. I have my plans, and they're going really well, you know, as living a good life. But I've never asked God what his plan is. And I think I should do that. And I want to do that. And the more I thought about it, the happier I was getting. Aww. So this is what, I wake up on a Monday morning, this is what's going on. I come to lunch, and there was a guy, skinny, on the, on the lawn crew, who comes over to me as we're eating our hot dogs. And he's like, hey, your name's Scott. There's like 100 staff people. We hadn't really hung out much. He's like, your name's Scott, right? I'm like, yeah, skinny. Yeah. And uh, he says, I think you're supposed to have this. Now, Skinny's a Calvinist. <laughs> okay. And he, he hands me this thing. He says, this, my, this came in a package from my, my mom today. I think you're supposed to have it. No way. Yeah. And it's the prayer of Cardinal Newman, you know, famous Catholic convert. You've got to be kidding. No. That's and what we prayed like, this morning. That's how we opened this. The, like, God has created me for some particular purpose. He's entrusted. Yeah. It's that prayer that Skinny hands to me. This show started with that wow. prayer. Wow. There you go. That's there great. You go. <laughs> And so, so, so you get the prayer. So, yeah, and I'm like, oh, it's right. true. God really has a plan for my life, and I need to ask him what it is. So, you know, I'm with all my uh, evangelical friends there at camp, and I was like, what do, what do I do with this? I'm like, mm. oh, you should go do mission work. I'm like, okay, well, what, what do you do for mission work? And like, you know, you go build huts and landmarkers. Right, right. And they're like, okay. So I go home, and uh, I... I called the Navy and I said, hey, can I get a leave of absence for a year? I want to go do some mission work and ask God what he has planned for my life. And they're like, no. Right. It's the Clinton administration. They're downsizing. They're oh. like, if you don't come back this fall, you lose your scholarship and we're sending you a bill for $30,000. Like, oh, are you sure oh. I can't get a leave of absence for a year? No. Well, I'm sorry. Okay. So we started the paperwork to get me kicked out of the Navy. And in the meanwhile, I'm calling around to the mission folks, you know, like all the hut builders. And they don't want anything to do with me, yeah. either because I don't have the right background, which means you're Catholic and we're not a Catholic organization, or uh, you haven't finished college or whatever it was. They just doors slamming all over the place. And I was, of course, getting a little discouraged by that. But along the way, in those uh, two weeks that I was home after camp, uh, I heard about Net Ministries, the National Evangelization Teams, which is a Catholic yeah. youth retreat ministry based out of the Twin Cities. And a lot, what I heard about them sounds a lot like what Young Life does, except they travel in a team for a year and do these things, putting on retreats for junior and senior high school students. And uh, so I called up NET, and I asked to apply. And they're like, well, Scott, we, uh, 
you know, we had our recruiting like six months ago, so we're full up for the year. I'm like, no, I really need something to do for this fall. I've kind of dismantled my life. And, I'm, <laughs> and I said, I only live 15 minutes away. I'll drive over and pick up an application. Wow. And uh, so I did. And to make a long story short, uh, I was accepted uh, to net as a missionary for that year uh, on the day that musicians training started. So five days later, I packed up my bags and went off to net training. And that changed my life. Wow. At net, uh, we had, of course, daily mass. I made my first confession since my first confession. Wow. Since second grade. That was a life-changing experience, as you can imagine. We had a daily Eucharistic adoration and beautiful praise and worship. And, uh, and then just good teachings and the basics of the faith. And again, like scripture, it's like, oh, all the stuff that I'm sure I was taught growing up right. was coming alive. And I'm like, this is the most amazing thing in the world. Where's this been my whole life? Well, it's been, I've been in the right. middle of it, not right, paying attention. Right, right. And uh, it was amazing. And then the work of doing retreats. So seeing how powerfully God would work in the lives of these young people as we went and uh, gave our talks and led our small groups and uh, prayed with them. It was, it was just amazing. So it was in the course of that year that I awoke to a desire for mm -hmm. priesthood and uh, the rest is history. Wow. That's, That's awesome. Amazing. I've never heard that before. That is a fantastic story, Father. Thanks. Well, if you're just tuning in, this is Straight Talk. We have Father Scott Trainer with us this morning. He is here to answer any questions that you might have on the faith. Our number is 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877 seven nine five zero one two two or you can submit any questions on facebook one of my friends actually just submitted a, f a question via text to me she said she's feeding her baby mm -hmm. and can't call <laughs> so <laughs> she wants to know how can you tell when you're doing enough when there is so much to do like daily mass confession novenas rosaries adoration daily personal prayer how can you be sure what you choose is enough right well that's a fantastic question you know, uh, a lot of times, I'm 19 years a priest, as ordained in 2000, and I hear again and again people like, oh, Father, I know you're so busy, but da 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 da, -da. Mm -hmm. And I just, I kind of have an allergic reaction to that because oh. I'm not busy. Mm -hmm. Now, I have something to do all the time, all right. but I have all the time in the world to do everything that God is asking me to do. And this is true of every person, oh, right? Wow. When we feel the pressure and the crush of busyness, which our world feeds into so right. easily, right? Because there's so many things competing for our time and energy and attention. When we feel that, I want to take a step back and go back to what's most important. Like, so here's your friend's mother. Like, God, I want to live my vocation well and become a saint according to your plan. If that's the desire that I keep going back to in my heart... And then I can just be honest with God, like I got a million things that I'm behind on here. Mm. And then there's all these other like good things that I could be doing that I feel bad that I'm not doing. And just step back and say, God, you know, my heart's desire. You've given me this desire to grow in relationship with you, to live a life of virtue and holiness. You show me today what it looks like for me to love you with mm. my whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. And one of the beauties of our Catholic faith is that there's such a rich array of methods of prayer and beautiful devotions right. and things to come to know about the lives of the saints and the teachings of the church and the writings of the popes. I mean, there's just no end to it. Right. And thank God we're destined for eternity. We'll have, you know, we'll like have time's time not going to be a limit. It. Right. <laughs> and, but day by day, it can be like a little overwhelming. Right. So if a person is a little uh, unsure or stressed out about, well, what should I be doing today? Like ask God, God, here's my desire. 
you show me what this looks like today. Like, what are the means that will be most helpful for me today to grow in relationship with you and to carry out the responsibilities that you've entrusted to me? And please, God, make it clear and make it simple and make <laughs> right. it easy. Clear. And the other thing about that that's is... That's an important part. I need to write that down. That's a great down. prayer. That's a great prayer. Make it clear, make it simple, make it easy. And, and is it not that if it is God's will, that potential, the easy one, right? You say clear, simple, easy easy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think there's this idea that says if it's good, it's hard work. Right. Mm. Is that right. a false, right. um, is that a kind of a false mm. concept of spirituality? Yeah. Well, Joe, in the last segment, you were confessing to be a Pelagian at heart. Right. right? right and this right, is actually right. part and parcel of that mentality, right? right? Like, oh, if it's harder, it must be better. Right. And that's not really true. Um, because, you know, Jesus says this very clearly in John chapter 15, apart from me, you can do nothing. And if you read those verses, verses 1 to 11, like 14 or 15 times in a few verses, he's, he keeps it urging us, remain in my love, remain in my love, remain in my love. So if I go back to uh, the place where I'm aware of and uh, sensing God's love for me, that's where uh, God is going to be able to direct and inspire and sustain my action the way that he wants it. He's going to bring a holy ordering to the stuff of my daily life. Uh, so that there is a greater ease in it, right. which doesn't always mean it's just going to be easy. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes God calls us to things and that's going to involve suffering and trial, but it's not going to be burdensome unto death. Jesus is clear mm-hmm. that my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So it may be really hard. It may be work. Like think of the, uh, the disciples coming back from Emmaus seven miles in the middle of the night mm-hmm. when they met Jesus after the resurrection and they recognized him in the breaking of the bread. That's still walking. Like I seven more miles to right. walk and I'm sure their legs were tight. It was work, right. but it was joy filled work. Well, and I've, I've often found in my own personal life that if you include God in those things, mm-hmm. y- it might be difficult, but you have peace mm-hmm. on the journey with you. Right. And, the, and you mentioned earlier joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even just following that up, is there, uh, is there a means by which you discern or sense those um, that you are living in God's will, that you are living in his love? Like you said, joy. Is joy, yeah. is joy one of the signs that says, yep. I'm where I'm supposed to be or doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Yeah, I'd I'd point to all the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So Galatians 5.22, the fruits of the Holy Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, gentleness, faithfulness, understanding, and self-control. And those fruits of the Holy Spirit are going to be present when I'm doing what God is asking me to do the way Mm -hmm. that he wants me to do it. So, you know, in our Catholic faith, both what I'm doing and the way I'm doing it matter. And God wants to lead me in his consoling love, both to know what to do and the way to go about it. And if I'm saying yes to that, uh, the fruits of the Holy Spirit will be, ab- the fruit of the Holy Spirit will be abounding. Right. Well, we've got actually calls coming in. We've got two people on the line. So we're going to go to our first caller, Heidi. She's from Omaha. Heidi, are you with us? Yes, I am. And you have a question for Father Scott. Go for it. I, I do. So recently I've heard that the Superior General of the Jesuits has um, gone on record as um, denying the personal reality of the devil and sort of um, saying that he's more of a symbol of evil. Mm-hmm. So what I'm wondering is, is that a heretical position to be taking? And and then if it is, what's the response? I mean, is there a response that can be made against the Superior General of the Jesuits? Sure. So it's a great question. Um, and I would I would distinguish two things. So in terms of the teaching of the church, it is clearly a doctrine and a dogma of the faith that Satan, the devil, is a personal being. 
all the angels are personal beings, and the fallen angels, the rebellious angels, led by Satan, is a personal being. So he's a, he's an intellect and a will, an angelic being, a personal being, and that's a clear and uh, unquestioned doctrine and dogma of the faith. So to directly and formally deny that truth is a heretical position. I want to distinguish that truth from the quote from the Jesuit Superior General, which was all over the news the other day. And, it, you know, as I read the quote from him, uh, it's clear that English is not his first language. Right. And, you know, his spokesman was clear from some controversy a couple of years ago that, look, uh, the Superior General, like every other Catholic, holds and affirms all the truths of the Catholic faith. So I think we are obliged in charity to give the most favorable understanding, give him the benefit of the doubt that maybe he wasn't expressing himself with precision or uh, perfection in a second or third language and hope for the best that way. But in fact, to deny that Satan is a personal being is a heretical position and it's contrary to the Catholic faith. Did that answer your question, Heidi? That does. Very good. But I also want to sort of follow and push in and just um, so we also know now that a lot of Catholics are sort of falling away from their belief of the in the true presence of Christ too. Mm. Um, do you see that there's just sort of this weakening in the teachings of these spiritual realities that are really making it hard for those of us in the pews to sort of hang on to our our, our beliefs in the true presence and, and sort of these spiritual realities? Look, there can be a lot of indifference to uh, the central and life-giving truths of the church. Um, and I understand how that can uh, discourage people in the pews. But, you know, my faith in the Holy Eucharist is not going to be shaken by many people's indifference to it. Because I've had that experience. It has made all the difference in my life to encounter Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Blessed Sacrament. And there's just, you know, in good times and in bad, in the human realities of the church, there's nothing that's going to separate me from that gift, no matter what, mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, if, if the church were outlawed and I'm going to be persecuted and thrown in jail for my belief and celebration of the Blessed Sacrament, well, bring it on. I mean, that's just not <laughs> going to separate me from this life because I can't live apart from that. And that's just the way that God has worked in my life, and I'm so grateful for it. So I agree that it can be a discouraging environment in a lot of ways for today. But we want to pray because God and the gift of his Holy Spirit gives us encouragement. Like, courage is at the heart of encouragement. And it takes strength and fortitude to persevere in knowing, doing what is good and true and beautiful when there's not a lot of cultural support, or maybe even among our family and friends, a lot of support for what I know is true and what God has made clear to me through the teachings of his church and has come alive in my own heart. So I think it's incumbent upon myself and other people who have been blessed to have their lives uh, just transformed by the beauty of our Catholic faith to give that witness mm -hmm. and to not only seek to be encouraged ourselves, to, but to be encouragement for our brothers and sisters who we know might be having difficulty. All right. Well, thanks, Heidi, for that question. We appreciate it. Uh, we are still taking calls. The number is 877-795-0122. You can submit questions on Facebook also. We're heading over to our second caller, Morgan from Minnesota. Morgan, are you on with us? Hello. Good morning. Hi, you have a question for Father Scott? Yes. What's your question this morning, Morgan? Why should we believe in Catholic beliefs? 
Why should we believe what Catholics believe? Well, How old are you, Morgan, just for the listeners? Eight. Eight. Okay. Wow. Cool. <laughs> hmm. How do I want to explain that to an eight-year-old? That's a great question, right? <laughs> well, look, what's true and what it, whatever is true brings us closer to God and brings us real happiness and joy and good things in our lives. So if I want happiness and joy and good things in my life, I want to choose to believe what God has said is true and has entrusted to his church to teach to all people. Uh, It's just a great blessing when I start to believe, say yes, to what God has shown us is true. Uh, I can say for myself that when I started to realize that what the church teaches is true, it made a real difference in my life and brought a tremendous amount of happiness and joy and adventure and good things into my life. And I'm so grateful for the truths of of our faith. Now, there's a lot of things that we believe by faith that we can't just know by thinking about them. Right? It goes beyond about what I can figure out on my own. And that's a gift. And we always want to pray that God, who has given us the gift of faith, would strengthen the gift of faith so that we can know him as a good friend and that we can know that what he says is true. So from the day of your baptism, you were given the gift of faith and you want to ask God to strengthen and bring that gift alive every day. Did that answer your question, Morgan? Yes. All right. Well, thanks for calling in with your question. Thank you. All right. Have a good day. Okay, folks, there's still a little bit of time left. If you have a question for Father Scott Trainer, you can give us a call at 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122. Or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. So on Straight Talk, you never really know what you're going to get, Father. Never know. (laughs) So as a priest, is that ever nerve-wracking? No, it's great. I mean, anyone who's coming, like, you know, there's a lot of things that could keep someone or make them hesitant Mm -hmm. about approaching a priest, like an official person of the church, with whatever question they have, whether they're in the church or out of the church, right? There's a Mm -hmm. lot of things that you can understand why someone might be hesitant or whatever to do that so mm-hmm. whenever someone comes with a good question whatever it might be any question yeah you really have to reverence the fact that like hey they have this interest and desire right and that desire or curiosity that's sparking the question god's going to be at work in the middle of that and there's a way to capitalize on that opportunity to help the person receive more of what god is doing in their life yeah well, and I love straight talk for the fact that, you know, I always try to encourage the listeners, no question is too simple. Right. Sometimes, you know, some of the simplest things that we do every Sunday or at every Mass, they just do out of habit. Mm-hmm. And it's always good to learn. There's always something to learn. That's right. <laughs> and as I was saying earlier, like in our Catholic faith, even very simple things, if you really start digging in, like, well, why do we do this? Mm-hmm. There's just a, an ocean of depth behind so many aspects of our faith Mm -hmm. and it's really uh, a great treasure it's hard to exhaust impossible to exhaust really it is oh i turned you down joe sorry i'm here (laughs) (laughs) well folks there are just a few minutes left 877-795-0122 is the phone number 877-795-0122 looks like we have another caller on the line we're going to give them just a minute to get squared away um before we head to that so how are things 
in Yankton for you? I love Yankton. I've been here for just two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been through Yankton a lot. I, we have a wonderful retreat center in our diocese, Broomtree Retreat Center, which is just about 15 miles away from Yankton. And over my whole priesthood, I've done a lot of work there. So I'm in Yankton a lot mm-hmm. when I'm up at Broomtree. So to be assigned here as pastor is tremendous. It's a oh, great yeah. community. Uh, it's There's a hidden treasure with the Lewis and Clark Lake and right. that whole recreation area down in town here. And uh, it's amazing. So I love it. Good. Love it, love it. Well, and one of the things I always find it very interesting, each priest has his own forte, you know, and yours tends to be retreats. How did you first get into... Um, really enjoying leading retreats or do you enjoy leading retreats (laughs) i do no i love them so just for your listeners i've had um so for 15 years i've directed the 30-day spiritual exercises of saint ignatius loyola for seminarians priests and religious each summer out at broom tree and that grew out of a lot of other uh retreat work leading silent directed retreats so i got involved in the work of spiritual direction, I was blessed with a tremendous spiritual director, Father John Horn, who is one of the founders of the Institute for Priestly Formation. And shortly after I was ordained, people started asking, like, well, f- Father, would you be available for spiritual direction? I'm like, well, I don't know if I can do that. Like, yeah. I'm two months ordained. <laughs> so I called him, <laughs> Father John. I'm like, I said, hey, Father John, I'm getting asked to be a spiritual director. Can I do that? And he's like, well, you have to start sometime. So uh, it's just been an unexpected and great gift that God's Wonderful. brought into my priesthood. And it's really out of that that the invitation to be a speaker and give conferences and lead retreats in other ways ha- right. has grown. Wonderful. Well, we've only got a few minutes, and we've got another caller on the line. Paul from Yankton is on the line. Paul, you have a question for Father Trainer. Good morning, yes, Paul. I do. Good morning, Father Trainer. Good to see you at Mass this morning. Thank you. <laughs> hey, my question is in regard to your priesthood, and I'm discerning the priesthood, and I know there are different kinds of priesthoods in religious life and Diocesan way of life, and I was just wondering if you, uh, how you went about uh, choosing the Diocesan way of life for your priesthood. Thanks, Paul, for the question. You know, uh, when I first started pursuing the priesthood, uh, I was actually looking at a religious order, the Legionaries of Christ. So my experience in NET was in such a strong community uh, that... Uh, you know, I was drawn to the priesthood, but I was thinking, oh, you know, the life of an average parish priest isn't surrounded by a, a strong community. Hmm. And so naturally, I was looking at religious orders of priests. And uh, I saw a pamphlet at World Youth Day in Denver in 1993 from the Legion. It's like, do you want to con- do you want to <laughs> conquer the world for Christ? And I'm like, yes, I want to conquer the world for Christ. So I started looking into them. But as I went out for the summer candidacy, I realized that uh, what was drawing me to priesthood was really the mission of the parish priest, which is different than priesthood in religious orders, which are surrounded around a particular charism. And that my desire for community was really based out of fear. And that fear has nothing to do with God's will for us. Because perfect love, which is God, casts out all fear. And so that really set me free to pursue parish priesthood with the diocese, as opposed to you know being concerned about what would happen without a strong community of brother priests in a religious order. For those who are drawn to a religious order, that's really going to revolve around uh, the charism of that particular institute. What was the inspiration that was given to the founder or the founders? And what are the works that express that gift of the Holy Spirit around which the community is organized? And that's either going to be a good fit, like someone who's dating, like, oh, yes, that's the fit for me, or it's not. And that can take some time and effort to sort that out and can really only be sorted out by spending time with those communities. Um, but the parish priesthood, I was like, yeah, the, I want to conquer the world for Christ. And that needs to happen on the parish in the middle of every town in every diocese. And that's where God led me. All wow. right. Does that answer your question, Paul? 
Yes, very much so. Thank you. Well, thank you for calling in. Well, folks, that's all the time we have this morning for Straight Talk. It was a quick one. That was quick. That was really quick. Uh, I think people like to hear your opinion, Father. Happy to be here. Thanks so much for the invitation. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this morning. And just a remember, uh, reminder to all our listeners, this segment is on every morning, Monday through Friday at 930 Central. You can call tomorrow if you didn't get your question on the air today. So thank you to Father Scott Trainer for stopping in and joining us today.